listening to a special presentation of Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein, and I am joined in the interview booth today by Gouda632. Gouda, how are you doing this evening? Oh, Mike, I'm doing really well. How are you doing? I am doing great. You know me as Darkmoon on the Final Fantasy community, the Final Fantasy Randomizer Discord. That's where I know you from. Um, where did, When did you start up with there? Because I think it was, what, a little before when I joined? I think so. It was, according to SRL, my first official race was sometime in late March of last year. I know I've been playing for a little bit before that, like mm-hmm. just, I think, like three or four seeds. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, first race was against Elastoid and Will Bloodworth and somebody, I think one fine day maybe. And I'm like, well, I'm out of my element. Here we go. <laughs> Time to get wrecked. Yeah, pretty much. I was like, all right, I'll, I can I can race these guys. It's fine. I've, I've been posting some all right times in my practices. You know, I just started this. This should be fine. And then they threw Highlander uh, flags at me, and I had no clue what was going on. And like, I played only last year's Swiss for like two weeks, and I'm like, uh, uh, what what's happening? And they all found Masa and just destroyed the seed. And I'm like, I beat Chaos with an ice sword. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, yeah it, was, it was good times. How did you find the Final Fantasy Randomizer community? I mean, to, to speak from personal experience, I spent like two years watching it on YouTube before I finally decided that when you know someone was like, "Hey, come to this website and do this," I'm like, "Well, okay, I guess I'll finally do it." What was your What was your gateway into the community then? One hundred percent YouTube. Like yeah. I was, I was on YouTube just like watching random video games for a while. Uh, while I was at work because I liked having background noise. I'm like, you know what I like yep. having background noise of? I'm like, I like having background noise of Final Fantasy. So I ended up on uh, Feasel's old world record stream, which nice. now watching uh, Rando and playing Rando all the time, going back to vanilla with no speed hacks is just oh, awful so and no slow. dash. Yeah. I'm like, I will make it to this king. Chug, 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 chug. Um, but then off of the Feasel video was something called Final Fantasy Randomizer. And I'm like, what the hell is this? Uh-huh. Um, and I started watching it. And I think I watched all of the 2018 spring tournament, like in rapid succession in like a week and a half. And I'm uh-huh. like, I know this game inside and out. Like I played this through three times when I was a kid and like know the enemies and I'm like, I can do this. I can play this game. And then I got into the community and I'm like, I don't know these enemies. <laughs> no. Like the the amount of knowledge for Final Fantasy Randomizer is absolutely insane. And like that's part of like the last year just getting into the game is learning some of the ins and outs and learning some of the very small details that fine details, will, yeah. That'll cause you to not wipe and actually maybe win a win a game, win a race. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's crazy. And the stuff that the randomizer can do now is ridiculous. I still don't like entrance and floor shuffle. I'll play it, but I'm not competitive. No, I mean, when I play certain flag sets like entrance and floor shuffle, where all the entrances in the game are randomized, and then all the floors and all the dungeons are mixed together, and depending upon the flags you play with, you can then have, like, deep towns and everything else mixed in there. So they're not just shallow first-level floors, but sometimes the town can be, like, Four or five or twelve floors deep. Hell, I think we saw one where because Onrack has a dungeon within it, there was a eight floor deep Onrack that then led to four floors that led to a split that led to Elfland. And I'm like, oh my god, this is fucking crazy. That's fun to play yeah. when you're not in a race or if you don't yeah, was, care. Uh, Spells app actually made one of the challenge seeds that was the challenge was to only go into Corneria Castle or Corneria. And off of that was the sea split, the marsh split. Um, Elfland was down there, so you got level three and four spells. And all the way at the bottom was the Temple of Fiends. And he, he gave you the, the free orbs, so it was like a Chaos Rush style. But it was like, this is nuts. Like, all you have to yeah. do is go, go in one, one entrance, and you'll get all your levels. You'll get all the spells you need to beat the game. And you can go down and be Chaos. Like, it's just nuts. And what's really nuts is he did that randomized from the game itself. So how many fucking, like, seeds do you think he had to roll before he found one that was worthwhile? Oh, it had to have been a lot. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, yeah, I don't know which program he's using. I, I know the devs have a program where they can kind of see yeah. how everything is together, but it had to have been, yeah, just an insane amount of seeds that he went through to, to find that. Yep, yep. Or he just randomly found it one time. He's like, this was fun. Let's put this out there for everyone else to play. 
That that's also possible because there's there's so many times when I find a seed and I'm like, oh, this seed was a lot of fun, or uh-huh. this seed was god awful. So this yeah. needs to be shared, and like those are the only two you have is like this seed's a lot of fun, or this seed was literally the worst fucking thing in the world. <laughs> I have played in my share of both. <laughs> Honestly, I think the funny thing is is you and I played recently uh, just for like a random after dark challenge seed that we did together. Uh, the quote-unquote platypus hell, because um, oh yeah. yeah, for for people who aren't in the know from the community, uh, we had a we have the duckling program that I touched upon in the last podcast with Gregly Puff. The ducklings are our new player showcase. Uh, anyone who wants to come in can join, become a quote-unquote duckling, and play for a while until they're ready to get their flippers wet and then jump out of the pond into the next level. Uh, and then for a little while there, we were running duckling tournaments that then led to what we called the platypus tournament, which was all the ducklings that have grown up and maybe want to step out of the pond, but maybe aren't quite ready to race against the old pros that we have, like Edgeworth and everyone else. And in both the last round of the duckling tournament and then in the platypus tournament, we had a flag set that they hated beyond all compare. And then for our platypus hell scene, we took that flag set and made it even worse. As a as a side note, <laughs> sort of made it worse. Sort the, of. the thing the the thing that made the platypus day four and the duckling day four um, so seeds bad. super super awful was huh? that you got to start with only one character. This is true. And when when you get to start with four, it makes everything so much better. It did move faster, and, but it was also we tried to buff things a little to make it worse, and I don't know if we did or not, honestly. Well, with uh, so there's an entirely basically new style of playing Final Fantasy Randomizer called Spellcrafter and Enemizer, uh-huh. and it takes all of the enemies and all of the spells and just says we're not using these anymore. Yeah, we're talking about the window. N- new batch. Yep. And um, like that can just get super trolly. Like yeah. So for 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 to to expound upon that, the Warmech is the hidden secret boss of Final Fantasy. Like. If you play in the later ones and you've played Final Fantasy VII, there's the weapons. Warmech is basically Final Fantasy I's quote-unquote weapon. So if you're playing Enemizer, Enemizer has to use the spell, the sprites that are available in the game. So you can be in level 1 and you find a quote-unquote mech right outside Canary. And you're like, oh my god, Warmech! It's not Warmech. It's basically an imp with a different name. Yeah, and yeah. I think every seed has bums yeah. is, their, is the big thing to, to get you off the ground running. But... The XP on it is bad, and yes. like it's, it can be fun. It's not something that I want to play all the time either. Like I, I kind of like vanilla, and that's actually what Greg and I played this morning was a a type of vanilla that had basically just randomized enemies, but everything else was vanilla. Vanilla spells, vanilla prices, vanilla towns, and it was a lot of fun. Like we went back to our roots and just kind of remembering the game the way it used to be. So you mentioned that you grew up with Final Fantasy. Did you? play the various Final Fantasies, like 2 and 3, which were really 4 and 6? Have you stuck with the series? Did you play other stuff growing up? What, what, what is your gaming history? So I started on Final Fantasy 1 and then on the Nintendo, and then ended up playing Mystic Quest on the Super Nintendo, which I thought was a lot of fun. It's got, like, as far as I've seen in communities, it's kind of bipolar. Like, people either love it or hate it. It's a I loved it. Kind of game. Yeah, I loved it when I was a kid. I thought it was fantastic. Um, and then I didn't get back around to Final Fantasy again until seven. Mm-hmm. Um, I never had a Super Nintendo growing up. I went over to Sega Genesis, and then uh, I actually went to Sega Saturn after that. Well, there was so, a winner right there, <laughs> dude. Sega Saturn was so good, except like the memory cards were broken, and I thought the games were awesome. Like, uh, Nights into Dreams, so good. There were enough games that were worth, like, continuing that they remade them or brought them over to other systems that didn't fail. Right, exactly. So, I mean, I I thought that the Saturn was really good. I thought it was well done. It kept a, a similar controller. I, I really liked it, and I, I'm so sad that it got completely squashed by PlayStation and then Xbox. But I thought it was way ahead of its time. Um, it just was apparently too far ahead of its time. Um, well, there's like there's a whole storied history of Sega mismanagement in there as well. I've read Wikipedia articles and other things about it. 
that kind yeah. of explain all of it. Like Sega didn't really know what to do with the success they had, and they kind of bungled themselves into a corner. So yeah, and that's and that was what was kind of sad because like the graphics were so much better. Like I switched after Saturn fell off the face of the earth. I switched to PlayStation. I'm like. The Saturn graphics were better. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know why people didn't like this, but yeah, then I switched over to PlayStation, started playing seven, probably put, oh God, 300 plus hours in the Final <laughs> Fantasy seven because why not? Oh, and yeah. like the game was so good. And of course you have to get um, multiple mime materials. So all you can do is just meme splash Knights of the Round, like a crazy person. Because why wouldn't you? Yeah, and then the mask. You, you set up then, four of them, and then you just go get, like, a coffee or something, because the game's going to play itself for a while. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, you know, Master Materia. Like, I'd, it's been a long time since I played 7, but I, I remember loving it, and I, I I guess I can take that back. I played it for about 10 minutes the other day, because I found my PlayStation, found 7, found a memory card that had a 79-hour save on Jesus. it. <laughs> Okay, I really, I shouldn't say anything because you say, like, I put 300 hours into it, and I'm, I'm like, oh my god, that's awful. Except, you know, I managed to get my Chrono Trigger cart up to a level star star because I played, I don't know how many playthroughs on that. So I know exactly what you did, I just did it with a different game. But I think the best thing about grabbing a memory card from when you were 13 <laughs> is looking at the names of the people <laughs> in the game, and you go... I haven't talked to that person in 20 fucking years. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and, uh, I feel like you. Going, oh, yeah, this is, oh, yeah, I had a crush on her. That's why I kept naming her Tifa. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I played 8, then I played 9. Uh, then I, it took a while to play 10 because after PlayStation, I switched over to Xbox and mm-hmm. never did PlayStation 2 until... Uh, I went to Iraq when I got a PlayStation 2 Mini, and then I played 10. I played, like, two hours of 10, too, and I'm like, I don't like dressing up this much. You don't want to play Pretty Pretty Princess? No, not really. Like, (laughs) I I thought it was really cool until you couldn't get him naked, and then I'm like, if I'm dressing up, why can't I dress him down? This is dumb. (laughs) Ah, Let's go online for that. (laughs) Also, that's 19-year-old kid talking, so. Oh, yeah, totally. (laughs) I mean, um, I, I've met thirty-eight-year-olds that are doing the same thing. So like, let's not let's not kid ourselves about that. So I've heard I've heard really good things about Ten Two. Like some of the people, are like you just you just have to actually get into the system and you can cheese it. And like apparently the storyline's okay and the system is super unique and awesome. It's just not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think it was twelve because eleven I believe was online. Eleven's online, and then fourteen is online. Yeah, so I played twelve. I didn't get all the way through 12. Um, then I played 13, which I actually enjoyed, despite its linear nature. Very linear um, for, like, the first three quarters of the game or something. Yeah, like, the first two out of three discs or whatever is yeah. completely linear. And then you get to the, the bottom and the open world, and I thought that was pretty cool. Like, you get to kill an Adamantois. Um, played halfway into 13-2 and was like, eh. Yeah. And then played 15 for probably like 25 hours, which I thought was really good. I spent like five hours fishing because I'm like, it's winter. I can't go fishing. I'm just going to fucking fish. It was good. Like, I like 15. So I I need to go back. I know Final Fantasy VI just got a randomizer and one of our uh, good friends, Zenobian, is really into it. Mm-hmm. So I kind of want to get into the six rando, but I kind of also want to play six. Yeah. Yeah, I um. I like some of them. I haven't actually really played that much of 4 or 6, but I do love watching the Final Fantasy 4 randomizers, both the Lunarian Shuffle and Free Enterprise. The one that I really mm-hmm. got hooked on because of the PlayStation 1 and the, what was it, the Anthology Collection was uh, Final Fantasy 5. Okay. Love, like, it's, it's not the story itself. Story's okay. The game actually kind of feels a little plodding in places, but it's that job system with all the weird shit that you can do. That is hella fun. Oh, speaking of job system, one thing that I did forget to mention is Tactics. My second favorite all-time Final Fantasy game is Tactics. Yeah. I know a lot like, of Tactics people who is love so that. good. The story the story is good, the jobs are good, the little like the two major glitches in there are really good. The speedrun is amazing to watch. I can't. I, I I understand people love that game. I can I can kind of see the appeal of it. I can't get into it. It's never um, once hooked me. 
No, no math skill though. I will not ever <laughs> jump in with the math skill. Like that just seems super cheaty and cheese. So yeah, no, I I will. I I, I was gonna learn the uh, the speed run of it, and then now spring tournaments coming around, and I'm like, well, I guess I have to that. stick around. Have to stick around with this for another ten weeks. Yeah, you get, get to keep <laughs> playing this for a little while until you find something else. Yeah, the the one that I'm tra- tinkering with right now, and I gotta see like I gotta watch other people do it so I can figure out how to play it quickly is the uh, Chrono Trigger randomizer, the uh, Jets of Time. Because that one basically okay. makes it into an open-world randomizer. And I played a seed yesterday, and I didn't even finish it. And I was like three and a half hours in before I finally managed to unlock the last dungeon. And I'm like, this was fun. I need to finish it later. I just, I don't, like, three, three and a half to five and a half hours for a, a randomizer is a bit much for an investment for me. I've gotten gotten spoiled by Final Fantasy where you can do it in an hour and a half. Yeah, and that's that's kind of where I look at things too, especially yeah. when I'm looking at new video games. Like, can I sit down and get some meaningful progress done in like two hours? Yeah. Because if I if a randomizer seed takes me longer than two hours, I'm probably just gonna well, I might go through it and just like rage play it. But likely, if I can't finish it with another fifteen minutes, I'll be like, screw it, leaving. Yeah. Because like two hours, if I can sit down play a game in two hours, I'm good. Yeah. Well, and I think. I think part of the reason with the Final Fantasy or Final Chrono Trigger randomizer that I'm like three and a half hours is surprisingly long is because like the Final Fantasy four free enterprise, you can play through an entire seat of that in an hour and a half. So I just I need to figure out what it is that the speedrunners are doing that I'm not for me to be able to figure it out. But that's a randomizer I'd love to add to my repertoire. Um, and I don't know, like you were talking Final Fantasy six. Is that one that you're looking at really getting into is the randomizer for that? Uh, I have to actually like watch Zeno play and watch some other people play because I've I never played the the vanilla game mm-hmm. and I know in our community with the Final Fantasy One randomizer there's a lot of people who never played vanilla they just jump in and start playing the randomizer and do it yeah and um that's fantastic I couldn't I don't do think it I can like, do that now I've I've looked at uh, jumping into the Crystalis randomizer and the way that their logic is apparently uh don't quote me on this just a little bit that i've gathered from talking to people is like you need to learn some of the glitches because the glitches are built into yeah um the logic and if you can't do the glitches you literally cannot finish the seed well it's like with um the uh legend of zelda nes randomizer if you can't do the screen wrap glitch for it you can't finish the seed because they just assume you can do it the, the the logic of the game doesn't even care yeah that's that's ridiculous yeah yeah so and I think it's the Z1 M1, the 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 fully reconstructed randomizer that does the Zelda 1 Metroid 1 randomizer, which mm-hmm. is fun to watch. I couldn't play it because I suck at both those games. Um, I think they even expect that you can do, like, room wraps and so forth that in the Metroid glitches. So it's like some of those randomizers, they're just like, yeah, you're just going to do glitches, and that's just what's going to happen. Well, that's, that's one of the reasons why I like... Um, I played a, a bit of the Mega Man 2 randomizer, and... You can do the glitches. Mm-hmm. The glitches are fine, yep. and it makes you go like, I think three, two to three minutes faster overall on yeah. on any given seed. As you but do like the, you know, the the out of bounds quote unquote that pulls you the zips basically. Yep, the zips. Yeah, yeah. You can you can do zips, or they have plenty of zipless runners too who are decently competitive because mm-hmm. they're just that fast zipless. Yeah, and like you don't have to learn the zips. I mean, like I said, it'll help you, but you don't have to learn them. Yeah, and so. Like a uh, Goodwood zip would be awful to learn. I've tried, <laughs> I've tried watching and learning and like following people on how to do it, and I'm like, oh my god, there's just so much because you have to like memorize the rest of the level. The game, yeah, you have to memorize the whole level because you're basically playing an entire half a level on a single screen as you mm-hmm. accidentally like displace your screen position from your character position and are just yep. wandering. Through. It's it's fucking insane. Like yep. I see and... them do it, that's amazing, and I can't. And what's even more amazing is, like, I watched one of the guys who lost it in yeah. the middle of the zip and then somehow refound it and continued the zip. And I'm like, wow, what? how? Because yeah. he just he is he's one of the vanilla speedrunners, if I recall correctly. And he just he knows the game that well that he can, like, screw up a zip and then fix his Recover screw up. It. And yeah. like, yeah, yeah, just like get into the exact right right pixel location. And I'm like. This is something I'll never be able to do. That's I do crazy. not have the kind yeah. of time to dedicate to no. learning that kind of yeah. that kind of ins and outs. I'll I'll casually play like I'll <laughs> casually play MM2, MM2R because it's fun. But 
competitively? Absolutely not. Those Mega Man speedrunners are nuts. Oh, God, yeah. That, I think I can say that about a lot of the speedrunners we have, though. I mean, one nice thing about Final Fantasy is that, like, so far for the NES, uh, especially with the way we play, because we don't we do not do the one big glitch, which is the, the stairs to chaos and credits glitch. Um, I, I don't even know if that actually works in the randomizer it, or if they it, shut it off. It doesn't work in the American version of the okay. game. It's only yeah. That's a Japanese glitch. See? Yeah. So that's the only major glitch I know in that game. And the rest of it's pretty glitchless, all things considered. Final, Despite being really poorly coded in a lot of ways, there aren't a lot of really exploitable glitches in the U.S. version of Final Fantasy. Yeah, I don't think there's any at all. And, like, even their overflow stuff is basically fixed. Like, mm-hmm. um, you can't overflow things, and you can't underflow things, mm-hmm. and... Um, the only, and it's not a glitch, it's a soft lock, is when you um, take too many pillars in the Castle of Ordeals. Like, you get soft lock because the game runs out of memory. And that's even fixed in the randomizer now. It actually starts deleting them, them from the backside of the memory so you mm-hmm. can't ever soft lock anymore. So, right. So, yeah. and, uh, like, other than that, it was just it was more broken things than it was things that were glitched. Yep. Which yeah, is th- just crazy. And, like, there's... There's almost no way to, to sequence break other than, you know, going down and getting your tail early, which isn't which really a sequence do. break. Yeah, oh, yeah. And you can... The, 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 the most open-ended the game gets is where you decide to do Volcano. That's right. it. That's it. Because yeah. Volcano doesn't... Like, as soon as you have the canoe, you can go to Volcano, but Volcano doesn't have a key item in it you have to get. Like, the, right. the floater is sitting over at the eye, the tail is sitting at Ordeals... And then the slab is sitting at the mermaid area. And you could go do yep. mermaids and then bail on Kraken and go fight the last three fiends in any order you want. But you're already at the sea shrine when you go to mermaids. May as well do Kraken at that point. Like, most of right. it, except for Carrie, you kind of have to do in the order it gives you. Right. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's what. Yeah, there's not a whole lot of sequence breaking. And, like, you, you get through Lich. And you have to do Lich first, you have because to. if you don't do Lich, you can't get the canoe. Yep. So, yeah, it's it's a very, very well-constructed game from the glitching standpoint. Yeah, and you can't... I, I haven't seen anyone manage to figure out how to get into a wall to get outside the wall to go to a different map. I'm not even certain that's possible because of the way that the maps loop on themselves, technically. I think... Uh, they found one glitch recently. Yeah? I, I, I follow the MM1 um, speedrunners community, and... Um, Jire found it. It is if the canal is still there, yeah. and you are sailing into the canal, you can um, encounter Manip. Oh, like and, and it'll kind of wiggle yourself into it. No, so you don't actually go through it, but it senses that something is there, and like he was showing where the memory was, and it just like insanely fast cycles where the memory goes for I believe it's encounters. Okay. And I don't know if they've found a way to exploit that in any way, shape, or form. So they, but... they don't know what it does yet as far as breaking the game open. They just know it exists. Right. Yeah, I don't think okay. it really will break the game. Unless no. you can figure out a way to like constantly get um, Encounter 8 encounters very, very quickly to get more XP. But it seems like it'd be a lot slower than just you know taking Kaizokus and then Ogres. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, it's it's it, the, 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 that game is never going to break wide open the way that other games like uh, just other games like Zelda 1 and Super Metroid or like Zelda 3 Link to the Past where you can like do stupid accidental out of bounds up on like Death Peak or something and then suddenly mm-hmm. like screen wrap your way into other areas and like go outside of bounds and dungeons and so forth. It's Final Fantasy the way it's coded it's surprisingly stable for being such right. an unstable game. <laughs> Considering, I think um, one guy programmed the whole thing too, yeah. which is just nuts. No especially, fear. yep, yep. Especially when you look at the type of coding, because it is old school assembly code. Mm-hmm. And I, I've looked at what some of our devs have put in, and I just go, "Man, I haven't programmed an assembly since like 2008, I think." Yeah. And just looking at it, I go, "God, this sucks. This <laughs> is so bad. Like it's so bad." Yeah, I remember. I remember doing it. I remember hating it, and I remember exactly how awful it was. And that's why, you know, our devs are amazing, and they put the time in, and they're really fantastic at assembly, and they know what they're doing. And it is definitely not something that I would, uh, you know, jump in and do. <laughs> no, hundred percent. No, like I help them out by doing like 
graphics and tool tips and maybe do some like web stuff for them from time to time. But like the things they do, I make suggestions and I'm like, okay, you guys are brilliant. You go, you go do whatever people are doing and I'm going to sit over here and make it look pretty for you. That's, that's it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and any of the graphical stuff in assembly is just amazing. And that's, mm-hmm. that's why I like even getting into like Nintendo and 8-bit and then 16-bit and then like slowly working their way up. Like, it's just absolutely phenomenal what like how far our technology has come and like I just recently downloaded the VB Studio the free one for just for shits and giggles because I'm like all right I haven't programmed in a while I want to see like what's changed everything has changed <laughs> like they so VB Studio has like a way to to do Android apps to do iPhone apps and like it's got all the stuff just like built in. And, like, back in the day, you had to make your own functions and, like, program everything from scratch. And now, like, half that stuff is built in. I don't know what it does yet (laughs) because I don't know anything about modern programming. But if I ever get the time, I might relearn how to do that. That sounds cool. So let's let's broaden out a little further afield. Um, So outside of video games, I know you alluded to fishing there. Uh, what what are your hobbies like outside of video games, and what other things interest you? Oh, outside of video games, well, I'm a family man, so I've got a couple of kids, and that takes up the majority of my time. But I have to absolutely have to have hobbies, um, otherwise I go insane. Um, <laughs> so one of the big ones is bowling. Um, I go to nationals uh, every year, so this year's in Reno, so I'll be heading out there in about wow. a month and a half. Yeah. So I got a team that I've been with for a few years and we've we've placed not not high but we've placed enough that we've made money the last I think two two or three years. Nice. So that's been exciting. Um we're hoping eventually we can get competitive enough with the to be with the big guys but that's tough. Um I'm in Wisconsin around the Milwaukee area and that's this, like there's just so many good bowlers around here it's crazy. So the competition around here is already tough as it is and then you get to nationals and it's Milwaukee usually has two, three teams in the top ten every year, so uh, it's it's fun. Um, other than that, fishing, hunting, hunting's a big one. Uh, it caused me some heartache this last uh, last fall. Not only because I froze my ass off in a tree, missed a big buck, and then um, had to try and play Final Fantasy on two meg internet. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> I remember that there was some race you were in, like one of the duck races or something, and you had to try yeah, and figure out how to show race. up for it. Yep. I'm like, guys, my my internet's going to be awful. But uh, yeah, because I didn't I didn't get nearly as many deer as I wanted to this year. I got two both in gun season, but bow season I was kind of skunked out. Mm. Hopefully, though, this coming fall I can start uh, changing it up and get out of Wisconsin and test out some other states, maybe Indiana. That could be could be fun. Yeah, come on down, hang out with us. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going to go hunting myself, but yeah, you come come on down and hang out down here, and then do what you do. Yeah, it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Share yeah. some meat with you guys. Like, Hell yeah. So, um, and I've I've started getting more into cooking. I'm not fantastic at it yet, but I'm I'm slowly learning. And venison is absolutely fantastic for a diet. Even though oh. it's a red meat, it is about the leanest red meat you can possibly have. It's, I, it's I, so yeah, good. I love the taste of venison, and most of what I've had of venison is surprisingly tender, all things considered. Yes, it is very tender. It is the problem with venison is it's very, very easy to overcook it mm-hmm. because it is just it's so dense as a meat. There's not a whole lot of fat on it, so if you overcook it at all, then it's just like meh. And that's where a lot of people end up like yeah. getting it wrong. Is they're like, oh, we have to we have to just cook the crap out of this because it's game meat. Well, no, you don't. Be a little easy with the fire. Um, let it turn turn the heat down on the grill a little bit. Let it. Let the juices kind of soak in and, you know, wrap it in some bacon. <laughs> if you eat that sort of thing. Uh, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Looking ahead, uh, as we as we slowly come towards the end of this, as we've been talking for like a half an hour and I talked for over an hour before that with the previous podcast I recorded. Oh, we can go all night, man. I'm cool with that. <laughs> I don't think my voice could do it. I'm already like, oh, oh no, paper. just grab some tea. I got <laughs> I got some tea that I've been here. So, and uh, just sit there and drink. All I have to say is that after last Tuesday, I shouldn't have a voice either. (laughs) How long did you commentate for for all those races? 
Uh, I only did yours. Uh, oh, yeah? But, oh, yeah, the, the uh, four, hour, four and a half hour slog. Yeah, the four and a half hour slog of me talking about Tremors. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, there's a part of me that really wishes I'd been in the booth for you with, with, with you for that instead of actually playing the fucking thing. Because I got to tell you, that probably would have been way more fun. Yeah, dude, it was it was a good time, and Sirius was fun. Um, but he he had obviously had done comms on the the match before, so it was he's insane. It, yeah, you could tell he was a little bit a little bit tired. But then, like two o'clock in the morning rolled around, and I was also really fucking tired. Like, <laughs> so it was, but it was a good time. And uh, speaking of getting into the booth, you and I will get to finally do comms together on Friday, which is going to be, be super fun. Yep. I know Sonny Rath wanted to join up with us on that, but he hasn't actually signed up for it yet, so it may just be the two of us. Oh, and that's absolutely fine. I know I was just going to razz Sonny a lot because he he knows so much about the mechanics of the game that it's fun to just kind of give him give him a little shit. And I I love Sonny. Sonny is amazing, so I'm sure he would uh, take it all in in stride. And I think it'd be I think it'd be a good time, but even if it's just you and me, man. It's going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be a great time. So I asked this of Greg Lee Puff when he was here, and then, of course, Danny jumped in, and I asked her as well in the last podcast. Uh, who are your picks for the spring tournament coming up? Who Ooh, do you think going to take it? My picks for the spring tournament. Well, the my favorite would be Cece, but she has not signed up yet, so and I don't know if she's not. going to sign up. Yeah, right, for, for, right. for those that are unaware, uh, Crab Cakes is actually part of Team Red Hat, that was the group of the five of us that played in the OSV tournament last year, uh, and Gouda, you were on there with me for that one. There, so you know we have a we have a special connection to Crab Cakes. Yep, yep. Uh, you, me, Crab Cakes, Zenobian, and Tyrannex, Tyrannex. and it's it's been a really good group, and I'm glad that the five of us have stuck together for the yep. last you know few months after OSV because it's, mm-hmm. it's a good group of people that uh, feel comfortable chatting strategy and chatting life with. Yep. Um, other than that, if CC doesn't end up in the in the tournament, it's got to be got to be Spell Zap. I mean, Spell Zap is so so fast at this game, and it he's just he's the current Iron Goal Heavy Metal champ. So I mean, with with Spell Zap up there, I I think he's going to be tough to beat. Uh, two out of three. I don't I don't know if anybody's going to actually beat him other than CC. Uh, Edge might come close if he if he signs up. If he signs Ilmarkin, up, Ilmarkin and Thunder are both up there as well. But um, this platypus class, man, this platypus class is nuts. It is. Oh, it so is. Like we joined right after they joined, and I mean personally, and I don't mind this. I don't mind admitting it, and I have no like ego about it whatsoever. The platypus class before us easily outclasses us. Spellzap and Thunder and Ilmarkin are just crazy good at the game. Yep. Yeah, and then uh, there's Greg, there's Gregly Puff and Dangwu, and then there's me and Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, and the, and the crazy thing is, is we're not bad at this game. No, but there, there are people who are just so much faster. And like, yeah, I can. I remember um, one of the um, Discord and Twitch groups that I was with for a little while. Um, I signed up and said, "Hey, uh, want you know." you guys want to come and watch me play final fantasy randomizer for a seed and i had like 20 people in chat and none of them had seen the randomizer before and um like when i was playing they're like dude you are so good at this game and this was i don't know last june yeah. and i'm like i am fucking awful at this game <laughs> it was right after spring tournament i had done nothing but swiss seeds and i'm just like i was still doing duckling seeds and that's it no challenge no async like just trying to get I get a feel for the game and they're like your menuing is so fast and i'm like you think my menuing is fast shit yeah, right. go, go check out <laughs> spells app or crab cakes yeah. yeah let's point you to an artea video and <laughs> you, won't even see, you won't even see a menu oh, man my god yeah no the the, the the old class of uh final fantasy randomizer players artea and ice blue and salty fry and all them oh i feel outclassed by them and i still think like spells app could beat all of them at this point yeah, it's it's amazing how mm-hmm. fast some of these people are, and like um, SRL wise, even though SRL doesn't matter, I think I'm like 21st or 22nd, something like that, and I'm like, I don't feel I don't feel that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still in the 50s, but I will admit that at this point, mostly I've been playing with the uh, the Discord race bot instead because of what we've been doing, and it's just like, mm-hmm. meh. SRL Speed Learns Live has their own weird scoring system, and like 
Sometimes you can be away for a couple months, jump back, and suddenly you get like 200 points just for participating. Other times you're off for like a year and you jump back in no matter how good you are. It's like, here's three points. Welcome back to the game. Yeah, like uh, I know Salty Fry came back and he won won a race. Just came back, hadn't played I think in like a year. Yeah. And then um, won a race and all, all of a sudden was like, bam, straight back up to over 500 from like, I don't know, 300 or something like that. I'm yeah. like, wow. Yep. And I don't know what their algorithm is, but it, to me it just doesn't make a whole lot it's, of sense. It's, it's magic and fairy dust is all it is. And somehow they said, yeah, that works. It's great. Don't worry about it. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> what can you do? So uh, anything else you're looking forward to for this year for like the game or anything else coming up? Um, well, at some point I need to figure out some new video games. Like I, <laughs> I got Monster Hunter World a little over a year ago and that game is a ton of fun and I don't get a chance to play it nearly enough. Um, and I just kind of I need to go back to diversifying what what I was playing. Uh, buddy right. of mine's been trying to get me into Path of Exile for forever, and I played it for like two hours one day, and I'm like, oh, this isn't too bad. Like it's a kind of Diablo esque, and mm. I was a big fan of it. Um, but a while ago, it was a free game on Xbox Live. Uh, it's called Victor Vran, and it's oh, it's a lot like uh, the Diablo games, um, and just on Xbox, I'd use my controller, which a total controller player. I haven't played with keyboard and mouse in years. Yeah. Um, but it, it the game was absolutely not so fun. Like I have no idea why. I just like, what do I want? I want a gigantic hammer, and I want to fucking hit vampires with it. <laughs> you know, this literally this sounds like my kind of game. <laughs> literally, literally, what I did for like twenty hours, and <laughs> I found. Final Fantasy Randomizer, and I'm like, ah, no! My new obsession! Yeah. Yep. I, also, I, will, I will not lie, I love the Diablo games. I think they're a lot of fun. Yeah, I I played Diablo 2 when I was younger. I have not played Diablo 3. Um, and yeah. it's probably for the same reason why I, you know, bought Skyrim and then only played it twice. Yeah. And in, and in those two times that I played it, I probably played it for 20 hours. <laughs> because i pick it up and i go oh man i'm like i have so many skills i have to learn i want to like master destruction magic today so i just run around like fucking hitting things as hard as i can with fireballs and then all of a sudden i'm like all right i got destruction magic down what did i what did i accomplish today jack i got this i got i got destruction magic down and i found eighty-seven thousand other quests that i need to do what was the main quest again i don't know should i restart no no let's Let's open up the entire map so I can fast travel everywhere. I mean, but that's that was... Skyrim. I mean that that's that's the whole point. Like I I did the same. Like I did it with um Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wind that other people did with Skyrim, which is the thing of oh here's where the main quest is. It's over this way. I'm gonna fuck off in this other direction now for eighty hours and do everything other than the mm-hmm. actual quests. Like go and unlock shrines and go talk to people. I'm gonna spend three hours like playing with my horse. I don't fucking care about any of the rest of this goddamn game. I'm just going to fuck off over here for a while, and the game will take care of itself eventually. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that's... Ugh. I, <laughs> I, I love those games, but I hate those games because I literally just sit there for like <laughs> eight to ten hours. Yeah. And it was all before I had kids. Yeah. Or when the kids were gone. Because I'm like, what can I do today? You know what I can do? I can sit down with like a gallon of water and no food. <laughs> And just fucking play video games from 8 o'clock in the morning until 8 o'clock at night. Yep. And then at 8 o'clock at night, you go, I'm a little hungry. Yep. And you throw a pizza in, and then you keep playing. Yeah. Oh, I've done that. I'll, I'll I'll play for like six hours and go, I'll just door dash some Chinese food, and I'll go right back to playing <laughs> for the rest of the day. And it's like, I'll just buy enough Chinese food that I don't actually have to get up from my couch except to go use the restroom. That's it. And you just, you yeah. just do it the whole day. And it's, it's part of the reason why I'll tell you, I haven't, even though I've owned it for like a year and a half, why my copy of Spider-Man 4 is still sitting in, like, or the PS4 Spider-Man is just sitting shrink-wrapped in its box. It's because oh. I know the second I open that, that open-world Spider-Man superhero game, my wife will basically be a divorcee for, like, you know, a week and a half. So, yep. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I hope you enjoyed being married. It's not going to be anytime soon that you get to see me again. I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, and that's... um. 
So one of the things that I used to do with my oldest son a few years ago, um, Disney Infinity came out with like a a Skylanders type thing. And it was amazing. Like the the games that were on there were like super fun for kids and super easy because it was just like fucking mashing X the whole time or mashing (laughs) A or whatever. And like it was it was a ton of fun and he got really good at it. And it was it was awesome. And then I had even littler ones and uh yeah, I got yelled at, like, you can't play video games all day. And I'm like, watch me. Can no longer play video games all day. <laughs> oh, that's so sad. Yeah, I feel yeah, like that's uh, that's one of the great things with having kids is, you know, getting them into that video game culture. Um, I also got my 10-year-old into playing D&D. It was, he was eight at the nice. time. But nice. uh, that's one of the things that I also used to do quite often was that a whole start at six o'clock game until like four o'clock in the morning with D and D because you know, when you create your own world and you got stuff to do, you got yeah, stuff to do. You got stuff to do. You got to go do it. <laughs> that world ain't going to save itself guys. I got to go out there and I got to save it for it. That's what's happening. Exactly. Yeah. And, and what better way to hang out with four or five different friends and mm-hmm. then, uh, you know, as fake people. Oh yeah. I feel you. I mean, there's a reason why I wrote my own game. So, yeah, and that's whenever I whenever I DM, that's what I do too. I I've never been a big fan of the like the pre made stuff. Yeah. So I I try to make my own worlds and make my own adventures and try and do things that way because mm-hmm. I I think it's I think it's better and then nobody has any clue what's going to happen. And on top of it, if I get really hammered, I can just be a dick. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean, that's the fun of not playing on a module is that you just have a vague idea of what you're going to do. And you just kind of let them wander. And whenever they get kind of close to whatever it was you vaguely envisioned, you'd be like, cool, let's go do this now. And then if they decide to just go, like like with Breath of the Wild, they just decide to go fuck off another direction for like 80 hours. You're like, cool, we'll ignore this over here. We'll come up with something else for you to do. That's not a big deal. Whatever. Right. Yeah. And like the last group I had, they wrote everything down. <laughs> so like. I'm, I, I was consulting their notes. They're like, they get into a town and I don't have half the stuff written down. I'm like, all right, we're just going to figure something out here. And they're like, well, what's happening with this? And I'm like, all right, some cultist comes in. They're like, and like four adventures later, they're like, hey, whatever happened to the cultist in that town? I'm like, you're going to have to go back and find out. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally don't know. Let's go find out. No, yeah, yep. I was um, Tyrannix, who actually lives in town near here. He wanted to play a module he picked up for 5th edition of D&D. And I'm going to tell you, I fucking hate D&D, just in general. I find that most games of D&D end up being murder hobo dungeon slogs. That's all That's all the game is designed for. Uh, and the few times you try and do actual character interaction, the game doesn't really have the skills to understand what it is that you're doing because it's mm-hmm. primed for murder hobo dungeon sl- slogging. That's, all, it's, that's yep. all it understands. So, I mean, I wrote my own game to try and get around that and put an emphasis on the non-combat kind of stuff. Combat's still there, but you can do other shit. But then he sucks me back in D&D 5th edition so I can run a damn module that he picked up. And, like, they they, they played through the opening area, which was a dungeon crawl. Um, and then they wandered into a town. And like, okay, I want to go talk to these people. And I'm flipping through the module going, these people don't have any dialogue. They give you one piece of trivia, and then they basically clam up like they're an RPG character in Final Fantasy. I have one thing I say. Here is what I say. I have one thing Bubbles. I say. Yeah, exactly. Bubbles. Exactly. Same fucking thing all over again. I hear Magus's castle is near. Magus's army is waiting near the bridge, and then you talk to him again. I hear Magus's army is waiting near the. Like, what the fuck is this? So I'm like, like fucking pulling shit out of my ass left and right to try and make characters and make them interesting because i'm like they actually want to interact and i don't want to discourage that because it's this or we go back to murder hoboing okay right so yeah. thanks D. <laughs> so that's where um <laughs> i actually i never started on D. <laughs> i started with riffs and riffs was fucking amazing uh-huh. like there are so many different skills in that game and like you yeah, it's have, pretty customizable. Like, oh yeah, it's insanely customizable. So like, you don't need. So instead of being like, I'm going to roll a diplomacy check, uh-huh. and then like literally your entire campaign can be diplomacy checks, and nobody actually talks to each other. Yeah, and it's just like diplomacy versus diplomacy, and it's yeah. like, oh, uh, you those. win. You can you convince people of things. Yeah, what do you convince them of? 
Oh, uh, today I'm going to convince them that I'm a fairy. Yeah, uh-huh. I'm a fairy. Uh, instead, you just get like all sorts of random, like, oh, I know 83 languages at like 22%. And then it's like you're talking and also just like, Bleh. yeah. And it's a lot like real life where if you sort of know a language and you're like listening to people, like, oh, yeah, like I can understand that. And then you can't. Yeah. Yeah, no, there's a, it's, it's, it's something like my game uses, you know, some basic points like, you know, diplomacy or bluff or anything, <laughs> but there's a variety of them across the whole branching of it. And it's how you use them and the context you use them. And then like, there's powers and things you can use to buff them. There's like a fine tuned level of grain to it, but there's a lot of games out there. Like I like vampire, but vampire is very basic. I like, mm-hmm. uh, I, I played so much AD&D second edition and that's pretty much the most basic game you can get. A lot of them are just like very basic, very stripped down ones and at a certain point I just don't understand how people find that interesting. Yeah, no. there's like you need a good DM or GM depending on what you're playing to yeah. like add into the dialogue and like create spicy things and mm-hmm. like mash things together and like that's one of the reasons why Rifts was so good. Like, even if you were like doing murder hobo things, you could do insanely crazy murder hobo things through yeah. time. Like, and like, there's just there's so much you can do, and there's so much that you can customize. And there's so many different worlds. Like, I created a a drunken demon queller because <laughs> that's all he did. He carried a keg on his back everywhere. Awesome. And the only time that he could kill a demon properly was when he was super ass hammer drunk. And then he yeah. got murdered by a demon because he was drunk. But it was it was awesome. a good story. That's awesome. Or uh, my favorite character of all time, the crazy who was afraid of doors. <laughs> like that was his fear. His fear was doors. And it was like a little bit more in depth, like a fear of the unknown. <laughs> So um, it was like he could walk through like a beaded door if somebody would open it and you can see inside of it. So like even cave entrances were kind of like if it was a super dark cave, there's no way he's entering it. He's like, I don't know what's on the other side of that. Fuck no. So That's instead, awesome. he uh, he dove through windows. It was so good. Like, and it was just a dynamic and like he had to get knocked out twice to just go into a dungeon. Oh like, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. I love and it. it. Yeah. And it's stuff like that, that like those little character interactions that really make a campaign and like making the making the your player characters think and the dm think and stuff like that like that's that to me that's the role playing um i did a mutants and masterminds campaign as just a player character and it was a, it was a ton of fun cuz it's basically like superheroes mm-hmm. and you can do like super fun things and like it was very 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 basic though like you had points can you beat points the end like yeah it, there's nothing fancy about it but like it I also had a good GM who or DM who was able to like make interactions fun. And you had to use like, so they had like a techie person and a punchy person. And like, it was a whole lot like Avengers stuff where you don't necessarily just beat things with your fist. Yeah. Like you can like tech things and do surveillance and like espionage and like, it's fun things like that. I like it. I will say one of the most interesting games that I have played in, and this is actually promoing my brother-in-law Mason Williams and his website uh, currently, Future Comic. That's, I believe, well, it's actually his web address is futurecomic.com, but you can do his Google search for Future Comic. He uh, he likes to make random gaming modules from scratch. He's just crazy and do stuff like that. And he did this one called Disco Inferno, where you had, like, a single D6, and you could either do, like, mental or physical moves, and, like, the, uh, the mental moves were, like, Inferno and the... Or, or disco and like the physical moves were inferno and whatever you want to do was like you roll high or low based on that and you play this entire world basically basically just these two skills but the way it played and the story he crafted and everything was really a lot of fun but it basically he let you be whatever crazy bullshit you want and i love being crazy bullshit so <laughs> just making a crazy character and seeing what you can do in the world you're like dropped into is fascinating there's something to That's... be said for fun role playing, and I think the more fun you can have with it, even if the system itself is basic, but the more that you can do than pushing the boundaries of it, that's where the fun of like role playing really comes in. Yeah, I I couldn't agree more, and especially if you have a group of friends, like a group of friends who you can like rib with each other and actually do role playing with, yeah. like 
the worst the worst part of role playing is if you have no clue how to interact with people and you and like people take things too seriously. Like if I want to make a chaotic chaotic good character or chaotic or um chaotic neutral character who's just literally going to steal from the party i want you to act appropriately and yeah. like beat the shit out of me yeah like my my character is going to do things and if your character doesn't like it like don't, don't. take it personally as a person your character should probably do something about it like uh we had two thieves in a group and i was a fucking paladin <laughs> <laughs> i picked and they were both like halflings so i picked both of the halflings up and made them give shit back <laughs> that's awesome so after i made them give shit back twice guess who never told me about their thieving anymore no i could i could totally see that right so i but <sighs> like and that stuff that they're like dude why are you so not cool i'm like because paladins are not cool like <laughs> <laughs> I literally like I am justice. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but but we're stealing from the rich. I know. Don't. <laughs> let's bring, let's bring it back to Final Fantasy Randomizer for a couple. Uh, so we got the I guess the co-op tournaments coming up in the fall. That's what they're slowly starting to talk about when spring tournament is over. With do you have a co-op partner picked out? Uh, well, the last person that I was a co-op partner with was Zenobian. And I know Ale Markin has uh, approached me about being co-op partner because he's Ale, I'm Cheese, so oh. we team Pub Cheese. Oh, Beer Cheese, that's so good. Beer Cheese Soup, that's your, that's your team name. Right, exactly. <laughs> so uh, potentially I got to talk to Zenobia and find out what he wants to do. I know Team Half a Hat, uh, <laughs> or Team Just the Brim, <laughs> was was in the makes, or in the works, so... I gotta, I gotta figure it out. Um, I don't know if I'll do co-op or not. I did not do the last co-op tournament. Co-op was fun. I've done a couple of races, uh-huh. and or I've done one race and like two practices with Zenobian, and I thought it was all right. Um, it's a totally different way to play the game. It is well for those but, that don't, aren't aware. The co-op game isn't just. It's not like a lot of other co-ops. Like I've watched Zelda and. Uh, Final Fantasy Free Enterprise where their co-ops are both teams play the seed at their same time and while they can share information they both have to complete it on their own. It's a little more like it's cross-world but not exactly like it's two different worlds. You play on the same seed at the same time and as you collect key items there's a server set up that shares the items to the server and it almost acts like a bag of holding. So you'll go into into a dungeon you'll find say the ship the ship uploads to the server, and then not only do you now have the ship, but your partner has the ship, and if one of you dies, you get to keep the ship, even if you didn't walk it out of the dungeon and saved. Uh, uh, the co-op for Final Fantasy Randomizer is crazy. Yeah, Meridian Meridian BC did a ton of work on that on the co-op server and yeah. like the Lua script and everything, and it's fantastic. How about we bring in the two people that always play the same game, Final Fantasy Randomizer. We are now joined in the booth along with Huda by... Gregly Puff and Danny three eight eight three being guests on this podcast now. How you guys doing? Who plays different games? What kind of crazy nonsense bullshit is that? Yeah, who has that kind of fucking time to <laughs> play other games? Like I have like two kids and like I work nights. Like I have no time to do anything but play Final Fantasy Randomizer. Like I would like to say that's my excuse for not whatever, but I have my kids old enough that she occupies herself and doesn't give a fuck what I'm doing. And I've got a more free time than I should have, but I still don't play anything else. <laughs> I got I got three kids, two of them young. I but I gotta I gotta I gotta I gotta get out of my mind for a little while. I know I took I took like a three week break in early January and came back and took second place in uh, one of the weeklies, and I was like, maybe I need to take a three week break more often. Shit, <laughs> <laughs> like get my brain actually right. Also, it might have helped that I stopped drinking for three weeks. Yeah. That would do yeah. it. Turning your brain, brain into beer cheese soup, as we were just talking yeah, about. Yeah, I stopped. I stopped drinking between the two beers I just had. So <laughs> I'm not like I haven't drank in a while, but I'm prepared. I'm preparing to like make up for it this weekend, so it's all good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because that's that's your birthday coming up this weekend, Danny. And we're going to be doing a podcast recording. Yeah, March. Uh, what is it? March seventh? March eighth? I was close. It's March eighth is which? It's eighth. Because I'm the most clever, smart, and awesome person in the world. 
Look with at that my Discord. 3883. <laughs> she was born March 8th. 1983. I know, and it's the dumbest thing in the world, but some, like, in my head, I know it's my birthday, so I always say it, 3883. And it just sounds so goddamn wrong when someone else is like, 3883 or some other, or 3883. I'm like, no, you're fucking insane it wrong. See, now, now I'm going to have to say it right. You're lucky that you're from America and not from Europe. Otherwise, you might, they might think you were born in 38. You know what? I feel like I was born in goddamn thirty-eight, <laughs> or, or the the third day of uh, October, not October, uh, August. No, uh, yeah. August. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> that's close to Owen's birthday, so that's something. Yeah. There's like no, like yeah, but I'm not sure. Like we'll have to figure out what time we're doing that on Sunday because, like, the later in the day it gets, the more god awful that that's gonna be because we're gonna be fucking hammered. Well, we are going to get you and Spellzap on for that day, so I can have you and yeah. your Final Fantasy husband together for that. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have to, like, I, I hope, like, the hotel there has really good Wi-Fi. Yeah. And I'm sure it'll be good enough for that, and then just, like, figure out how we'll do a mic situation. Because I was thinking just use a headset, but if, like, we're both talking, it's going to pick up weird in, like, the headset, so we'll have to figure it out so it don't, like, echo weird, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. Fun times. That'll be a great time, and then I'm sure at that point, uh, we'll, we'll, I say it'll be you and Spellzap, and then I'm sure Gregory Puff and Gouda will just jump in and harass yeah. you as well. Oh yeah. Oh Sunday night, I might, I might have some time Sunday night to be uh, <laughs> yeah. a harasser. Well, say maybe Sunday night. We might aim for earlier in the day before, like I said, me and Spellzap are just fucking hammered. <laughs> <laughs> so is, is he actually like, is he meeting up with you in person for that? Yeah, nice. yeah, we're hanging out on Sunday. Well, ah. like my like my daughter, yeah, she, she had a really like she that poor kid. She's been through a year, mm. and mm. she's on spring break next week. And I'm like, we're gonna do something fun on spring. And I was thinking, trying to figure out some things to do. And in Ohio, there's like these really awesome like indoor water park. Yeah, so that's totally what we're doing. And then it just so happened after like that's what we're gonna do. And I went to see when she was on spring break, and it kind of coincided with my birthday. And then. Like, next thing you know, like, whatever, and I'm talking to spells up, and I'm like, next thing it's like, oh, hell, you want come? Sure. So, nice. And the thing is, like, what the fuck am I going to do at a goddamn water park? So, like, she's, like, going to go, like, hang out with them, park slides and shit all day, and we're just going to fucking drink and play video games. That's awesome. <laughs> Got a hell of a and birthday. Then, like, and then do, like, birthday dinner with everybody that night, and then, like... Go drink and play more video games. I mean, yeah, I'm looking. This weekend's gonna be fun. Looking forward to it. Gregory, do you have like a fucking zoo going on in the background over there? Probably. I know it now. He's he's got kids, as the rest of us with kids can attest. Yes, we fucking live in zoo. <laughs> this is yeah. why this is why I generally stay in the basement whenever I'm talking on the internet or playing video games or anything that requires me to half ass pay attention. Because, That's amazing. Because even though I'm in the basement, I can still hear them stomping above me and I know something is happening. But I don't know what. And I'm assuming that as long as the stomping is happening, they're still alive. Well yeah, I mean that's the thing. I just show back up. They have the TV cranked to a million. And for whatever reason, I want to turn it down, but they may yell at me if I do that. They have no business being awake as late as they are, but they are. And um, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like, I don't, I don't even know. It's amazing. Oh, no. Yeah, Zoe, Zoe They're crashed. still awake? Yeah. Yeah, mine, I think mine, Zoe crashed like, I don't know, around nine ish. Yeah, the house is quiet. Yeah. Yeah, I may, I may just have to go and try to get the. Well, no, I'm gonna give the. I told them until ten thirty, ten forty-five. Well, that's that's that's, that's, a, that's a, we'll be able to wrap this up soon. And then you can go yell at your kids. Yeah. <laughs> what do you guys talk about? Do you guys talk about Final Fantasy Randomizer at all? Because there's like this spring tournament that's happening. <laughs> FinalFantasyRandomizer.com. Because if you didn't, FinalFantasyRandomizer.com. Oh no no no! We, we spent, find out your Final Fantasy Randomizer needs. I think we, yeah, test, we spent an hour talking about Final Fantasy Mystic Quest the whole time. Nice. What's the quest? What's Final What's Fantasy that? Randomizer? <laughs> <laughs> uh, is it Final randomized? Fantasy Quest you're talking about? <laughs> uh, 
You know, there is actually a Mystic Quest randomizer, and part of me wants to get into it just to see how stupid it is. <laughs> I've heard it is awful, and I don't think they've updated it in, like, over two years. So Perfect! I, Let's get into this! And, and there's still, I think there's still something, not a, not a ton, but there is a significant percentage of seeds that cannot be finished. Awesome! <laughs> yeah, that... That blows my mind because I've only the only randomizer I've ever been a part of was the Final Fantasy randomizer, uh-huh. and apparently, according to people that do other randomizers, it's one of the best that it exists. Is. It is well the fact that it's got a it's got proper logic. It's got a web interface that you can just use and load your stuff into and just run. Like I'm using the I'm doing the Chrono Trigger randomizer Jets of Time, and while that one's easy to use. You like you have to actually copy it down onto your computer. You have to dump the ROM into it. You have to run it in the background. You have to like the, all the options are like DOS prompt interface, and it doesn't oh. explain anything it's doing, and it only has so many options. Like in comparison to Final Fantasy Randomizer, it's just stripped down. Uh, oh, yeah, Trooper's done great work yeah. on Final Fantasy oh, Randomizer, yeah. and, and like I said uh, on, in, in the previous thing, it is the definitive way to play the original Final Fantasy game. If you want to see Final Fantasy the way it should have been programmed back in 1989 or 19, or sorry, 1987 yeah. when they released it on the Famicom, um, this is the way it should have been done. Like, yeah. this year need to get good. Yes. Yeah. Faster speed, uh, spells that actually work, classes that are more balanced. I mean, yeah. it's just it's like you like I know they mentioned like a term, but like we really are as a community. Like we fucking luck out with the goddamn yes. devs that we have. Yes. Oh, the devs are glorious. They are amazing. Not only are they amazing at all the work that they've done. But somebody goes in and just throws out some batshit crazy idea, and they're like, fuck it, let's try it. Next thing you know, we have a new flag. So. Yeah, fuck cursed and, cursed and blessed, blessed items. So yeah. That is, that is the thing. best. I love that. That is the best thing that has come to the randomizer in it probably confuses, a year. It confuses the holy fuck out of me, and I'm like, well, I don't know how much better or worse it makes it, but whatever. <laughs> fucking gear, man. You gotta know that fucking... Uh, you gotta know that iron or... Whatever has certain amount of absorb, man. Or yeah, the copper, things that copper plus certain. copper plus five is two hey. less than gold minus four. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that fucking light ass light axe plus five fucking did work. <laughs> <laughs> I love the Any, did. anything plus five is nuts because of the uh, crit percentage. Yeah. That's why I'm like yeah. massa minus five. This is awful. Yeah, well, no, kind of yeah. Like, fuck that. Nothing. No, I, I love the, uh, but it the... still does a base damage of like forty six. I'm like, holy shit, that's right. Yeah. I love the uh, the the seed I saw that had the Excalibur plus five, and like normally at a certain point we're like ah oh, fuck Excalibur, there's better swords out there, but no X Excalibur plus yeah, five. Beat me. Yeah, like you put a five on that bitch and swing for the fences. Yeah, no, you, X, Xcal five was better than Vorpal three. Yeah, Boo. yeah. It, it was it was blasting chaos for like uh twelve hundred damage a hit, and you're like, oh my god, where did this fucking sword come from? <laughs> Right. Yeah, was, I, I wouldn't mind some of those weapons on like my the spring tournament seats I've been yeah. running because goddamn you don't find a sword, Jesus. I I feel like I was I, like, was like some... my GDQ run. It took me goddamn forever to get through Tober with that fucking sun sword. Oh, yeah. No, you it... just need fast and temper and bonk, and you're good. That's why bonk is incentivized. Just yeah, just I know. Stand there, still, stand there in front of forever. Tia while they're casting bane at you, and go see my bonk. <laughs> Yeah, I feel Oliver. like I, I did. I tried. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like that's one of those features that once it comes out of alpha and beta and just is on the main side of something you can just pick, the blessed and cursed items is going to become just an essential part of the randomizer. Because it's just it's so interesting what it does to the game and makes you rethink all the strategy without like necessarily breaking the game completely. You say that, but then there's people like me who doesn't don't fucking know like how most of that shit works normally. I'm just dude, I'm fucking winging it, and that's with normal shit. I'm just gonna be doing the same thing with the other ones. Like, all right, let's see how this works. I don't fucking know. That's that's why uh, the the last time I played with it when Dang Wu beat me. Um, I went into status a couple of times because I'm like, I don't know which is better, like this or this. Time to check the status. <laughs> and then, like, sometimes I'll do that, but in a race, I'm gonna do that. I'm already slow enough. I'm not checking status. <laughs> <laughs> uh, status? You talking status? 
What the fuck is status? All right. Well, we've been going for another hour plus at this point, so I think it is probably time to wrap this up at this point. You guys have any final thoughts you want to share before we bring this to a conclusion? As a community, we got spring tournament coming up. Sign-ups are done on March 15th, Mm -hmm. and spring tournament should start really quickly after that. We're fast Uh, approaching 53 people to do six weeks of Swiss. Looking Uh, like probably start on March 17th. Yeah, Yeah, probably. That's going to be exciting. Um, And in the meantime, we have the Iron Goal Heavy Metal Championship. Just come on, join in with that. Our version of SRL, basically. And... Come on, come on over to the randomizer. Join in the community. Uh, pop in the Discord. Uh, you can hang out with the four of us because we're all cool people. And there are a shitload of other cool people who are at the Discord as well. And if you don't want to race, you can always watch. We have a spectator role. And if you don't want to race or watch, then you can always do comms because we're always looking for people to do comms. Or Danny will train you how to track because she's the best at that. Yes. She is fantastic. Danny is the best tracker that we have. Aw, thanks, guys. <laughs> also, give us all a follow on Twitch because uh, <laughs> no, we, we no, like to do not like follow to play. me on Twitch. Oh, oh, now I'm following her on Twitch. I absolutely no. Am. <laughs> nobody, nobody needs to watch that shit. <laughs> uh, you're right, Danny. We don't want to watch it. We want to listen to the potty mouth, <laughs> which is really what the show is. Glorious. Yeah, 100% yeah. glorious. Oh, well, that's think... might not be wrong, because... <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anybody more potty mouth than uh, me, except for Danny. Except for Danny. Oh, except like for a Danny. Sailor. She is, like... Every word is a fuck shit fuck. <laughs> She's how, pretty incredible. How, how dare you, sir? How dare you? <laughs> See, Ma'am. she didn't do it, Greg. She, she can be... A proper lady. Bullshit. I couldn't, as a joke, I couldn't even say that I could act like a proper lady <laughs> with a straight face. <laughs> Good. All right, well, guys, I want to thank all of you. My, my interview guest, Gouda632, as well as the people who have spontaneously jumped into the booth with him, Greg Lee Pup, and Danny3883. <laughs> Nailed it. And apparently, his Gregory Puff's entire family in the background as well. Yep. This has been They're not- all here. <laughs> this has been Not So Live from Asteroid G. I am Mike Finkelstein, and we will see you next time.